Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. What's happening, Logan? Well, I know last time we talked about yard games. Now I want to talk about summertime cooking out. Mm. So are you a griller? Does your wife do the grilling in your house when you're doing, you know, 4th of July, things (laughs) like that? I just made a very sexist facial expression that I'm sure Allie was like, that's not cool. Because the minute you go, does your wife do the grilling? I was like, what? <laughs> if you could see, I was like, what? Is that even a thing? So that's terrible. I'm, I'm, we just angered half our audience. I really You're do apologize. Grill, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you throw down? So I, not to the extent that some people do. Okay. I, I used to think, yeah, oh, yeah, I would say, yeah, I throw down. And then I started observing other friends who just, it's a little, it's a little cray cray. We bought a few years ago, a friend of mine was selling on Facebook marketplace, a Blackstone Mm -hmm. needed a little love, Mm -hmm. which was right in my wheelhouse. I bought it for a hundred dollars, needed some, you know, resurfacing or whatever that's called. Did that thankfully through YouTube and all, I mean, I learned through YouTube. So we use that, quite regularly we find so we're the and i love this i i really am blessed but we're the people who people we just have people show up regularly yep and and i and it's my fault because i'm like it's like 5 p.m and i'm like hey did you come over bring your whole family i'm getting in the pool and cooking out cannonball Send that to four families. Yeah, because <laughs> I figure fifty percent probability of success. Sometimes all of them show up, yeah, so it's exactly. like, eh. but I, you know, it's it. I love to do that because to me, relationships and fun and and if people are laughing and the kids are playing and it's just that's what it's all about to me. I, I that is my love language. I absolutely love that. So Blackstone, we're having a, we're getting ready to have a big uh, July Fourth bash. You coming to that? I am. I'll be there. That's great. I got to play you in Can Jam. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. So a few years ago, I mean, I mean, we're talking, we'll have a lot of people there. Yeah. I mean, it's just like an open invite. Allie, you coming? Try, trying to decide? Wait, decide? So you might have a conflict. How about trying to decide? Sounds like, you know, it's, it's, for those of you who can't hear her, she goes, I'm trying to decide. What else, yeah. What other better offers I have? Yeah, yeah. She's so anyways, out there yeah, so, out. you know, sometimes we have people come over that <laughs> want to be there. No. So we, a few years ago, decided to cook before, maybe a couple hours before. Uh-huh. Everybody got there and uh-huh. then put all the burgers and hot dogs and brats and all that stuff in pans and then keep them warm. That was a game changer. Really? It was a game changer. Yeah, because then I can socialize and Let's mingle. walk around. I don't have to worry about being in front of the grill. Champagne, please. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, this year we're doing a not on the 4th. The 4th I'll be with you. The 1st we're doing a party. I love grilling. Daniel and I have talked about, I just got a Blackstone too mm. recently, um, Sam's Club version, which is fantastic and a lot cheaper. And um, I love cooking. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll cook all the time. My favorite summer meal that I've done so far is Philly cheesesteaks, mm. but I use shaved uh, pork instead mm. of beef. Amazing. Really? With onions and uh, banana peppers. Fire. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, but for 4th of July, I'm going to be doing burgers, uh, hot dogs, 
now I figured out you can just put like corn in the husk on there, just like corn oh, yeah. on the cob, but just completely. Do you want? It was fire. I, I have a game changing corn on the cob method that I learned from my wife's cousin. Okay, I gotta know. Well, let me tell you if you've ever heard this. Shuck corn. Okay, take okay. all the take all the stuff off. Okay, put it in a cooler. A cooler. A cooler, like a you know normal cooler that you'd put your you know ice and beer and water in or whatever. Without that, obviously, yeah, empty. Put it in there and dump as many gallons of boiling water as boiling water. Okay, well, hot water, so yeah, it yeah, boils yeah, yeah, on yeah. the stove. Yeah, you put it in, put it down, and in however long the it just like steams. Ready. And- yeah, and it's out of the way. It's not on. It's not on the grill. It's not on the stove top. It's nowhere. And when dinner's ready, I mean, you could do this two hours, three hours, four hours. Dinner's ready. You open it up. Everybody grabs a thing of corn. It's perfect. It's game changer. That's I was fire. like, wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. really good. She did that one time. I'm like, what are you doing? You washing the corn in the cooler? That makes no sense. Two hours later, we had dinner. I was like, bada bing. That'll be on the list. It's good. That's yeah, good. yeah, it works. Works. Uh, corn with the yep, the shuck on. That's a good one. I'm not. Mm, yeah, I don't. I don't. I've done it, but I'm not a fan of it. Fair. You can do it on the grill. Dip it in water first so it doesn't catch on fire. And put it on the open grill. That works. Oh, my gosh. I'm hungry now. <laughs> what the heck? All right. We got to go to a question. I totally don't know who it is from. I forgot completely. Steve. Steve. Yeah. All right. Steve's got a great question. What do you got? DIY. DIY money. This is Steve from California. First off, big fan, longtime listener. But I have one small bone to pick on the subject of 529 accounts. For kids that don't wind up in college, I've never heard you share the important detail that penalties and taxes would only apply to the earnings and all contributions would be returned in full. As a real world example, we currently have 128,000 in a 529 for my 17 year old. Of that 94,000 are contributions, 34,000 are the earnings. So if we liquidated now, the 94000 in contributions would come back free and clear, and we would only owe penalty and tax on the $34K. I'm just afraid that your listeners might be thinking they would be taxed and penalized on the full withdrawal, when in fact it's just on the earnings portion. Not really a question, but was hoping you could mention that fact in an upcoming episode. Thanks for all you do. Well, Steve, we're not just going to mention it. We're going to talk about it in depth because I think it's a good one. And I really do appreciate it. I've had folks who have sent us notes. I, I had a little bit of a dialogue the other day with a loyal listener, and he was very he was very uh, respectful, and we agreed to disagree. But it was around the rule of 4%. We had a question that came in, and the individual in the question, I thought it was a great question because he was trying to determine, he was sort of projecting out what his income you know, at, at the rule of four mm-hmm. percent would need to be, or the retirement savings. But the problem was his income kept going yeah. up. I think you and I were on that question. We were, yeah. and I said, you know, I I basically came out and said, yeah, I don't like four percent rules, trash. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally, and I went back. I was like, no. I think he said that in the email. I'm like, no way. Oh, I listened to it. I did. I said it's trash, and you were like, yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> we were just like, boom. So you know, I and we had a really good dialogue about it. And I look, I, sometimes I get a little little extreme. So I, you know, I you. it's yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a generality. It's a dangerous one in my opinion because of the inflationary situation and outside expenses that a lot of people don't expect. And on top of that, 
as they diminish their overall asset allocation and their risk, they often find themselves getting much less than than a four percent, you know, annualized rate of return, and therefore they run into principal uh, depletion issues. That's not what we're talking about today. My point is is that I'm always open to dialogue. I love learning. I love having healthy dialogue. And and Steve's absolutely right. The five twenty nines that we talk about on here and we've talked about in the past and prior to Secure Act 2.0, I was adamant that I preferred custodial accounts, what I have for my kids. Now, my 16-year-old's two years away from college. I'm very happy he has custodial accounts. I, have, I should have tax managed it a little bit better. I'm getting better at that. But I should have I should have constantly have been taking the the uh, tax gain up until the kitty amount every year. So then he would have basically had all that tax free. We talked about that on a, on a previous episode. I did not do that. So he does have some built in capital gains. But at 18, when he gets this money, we'll be able to sell that down and we'll do it such that he pays no taxes like his capital gain tax rate based on his income will be nothing. I just know that. We'll be able to manage that accordingly. So I'm very pleased at that. But you're right. If you were to put money in, in your situation, you have a $34,000 earning uh, amount, and that's the only thing that's susceptible to penalty and taxes. But let's not make a mistake that that's a hefty penalty, Steve, as you know. It comes out pro rata, first of all. So what I mean by that is if, if you take out 10000 early, you, you're not going to be able to say, oh, that's part of the 94. We're holding off on the 34. Nope, that's not the way it, it, it works. The way it works is that 10000 is going to be handled pro rata, meaning you know, 94000 of the 128 is X percent and 34 is X percent, which equals 100%. And so the $10,000, you know, 75% of it's going to be back, you know, penalty and tax-free, and the other amount is not. But the grand scheme of it all is that while the income tax may not be very high, the 10% penalty is going to be $3,400 when it's all said and done. And if it keeps growing, obviously, it's going to be larger. You know that. I'm not sharing anything you don't already know, and we're kind of splitting hairs. But you're right. It, it, It is very important to mention that. However, the game has changed now. The game has completely changed. And I think it's going to continue to change such that, and I wrote about this for our wealth development clients just the other day, my wife and I now have 529 plans. Yep. We literally just opened and funded $10,000 a piece in our own 529 plans at the age of 45, going to be 46 in a month, in two months. And the reason for that is that we... In 15 years, which is what has been tucked into the SECURE Act 2.0, we will begin converting that amount to Roth IRAs for our benefit. Now, at present, that's up to $35,000. It's uh, the only thing you can do is the annual contribution amount, which seems to go up every year. So that could be done in three years, maybe by that time. I have no idea. And you have to have it open for 15 years. That's why the 15-year amount comes in there. But... Ultimately, my belief is now they've sort of messed with this a little bit, they're going to continue to mess with it. Somebody asked me, well, what happens if they take that away? They're not going to take that away. I mean, it's my opinion. They could do anything. But the reason I say they're not going to take that away is the government wants their money. 
And Steve, you're not going to be incentivized, and nobody in your family is going to be incentivized to take that 529 out. You're just not. You're going to hold on to it because you don't want to pay that $3,400 in penalty. Well, now you're going to convert it to Roth, and eventually, eventually that's going to come out, whether it's because your son needs it or he passes it on to the next generation. It's going to come out. It's going to go into circulation. It's ultimately going to be taxed, and that's what the government wants. So my belief is it's going to be massaged down the line. But you know what? At the end of the day, you're right. You picked a good bone, and I want to make sure we clarify that it's only subject to the earnings. Yeah, I, I mean, you guys, we've talked a lot about custodian counts versus 529s. I think it's on people's brains lately, and you're, Steve's 100% correct. I mean, if you took the money out, then you're only paying the penalty in taxes on the gains, or you use it for education and you don't pay any penalties uh, or taxes on the money. I think 529s have definitely risen in value, not only just for older people like we've been implementing, but obviously for children as well. Because if you start saving for your child at when they're born and they have 18 years for that money to grow as you're putting in maybe monthly or maybe you put a lump sum in early on, now they have a chunk of money that has a lot more flexibility. But where you can take that money and, and roll it over to a Roth or use it on education costs. And now 529s are able to use for higher education. So for high school, you could use that money for through a 529. So there's definitely some benefits of a 529 now. They've increased in value significantly. Um, and there is a lot of benefits, I think, still to using a custodial account. Or what Daniel does is just holding it in you and maybe your spouse's name and using that money for high school or for money before age 18. So there's a lot of different benefits to the other areas. Steve is completely correct, but 529s have definitely risen in value. It's been great for, for myself. We've talked about my situation and where I went and got a scholarship, didn't have to pay for school. My parents had, had grown a nice 529 for me. And I'm using one of the benefits of a 529 and being able to put that into my spouse's name. So now I'm going to switch the beneficiary over to my spouse and use the 529 for her PA school. So there is benefits there. Certainly. And just to clarify, when you say rise in value, obviously you're referring to the way we value a 529. It's become now a tool that can be used on the bigger picture retirement plans, much like an HSA. An HSA is, yes, a health savings account. Many people put money in and then use that little card to buy their prescription medicine, etc. However, it's a tool that can be used as well for a triple tax benefit retirement vehicle. And not a lot of people know that. So again, it's a, it's a nuance that can be used to enhance your future retirement. I'm still, again, 16 years old, my son is. I'm very happy that we did this. He is very motivated and knows that if he gets a scholarship or has college paid for, this money will and can be used to buy a house in the future, start a business, help with a car, etc. So he's very well aware and very motivated about that, which is great. That was the entire purpose. Well, one of the entire purposes of one of the purposes of why we did what we did. I should have tax managed it a little bit better. But I will improve upon that and over the next couple of years. And I now find myself dialing back the risk a little bit as well as he approaches college in the event we do need to use it for college. So we'll see what happens there. Great. Great question. Again, appreciate you sending that, that our, way, uh, our way, Steve. And we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card for that. So all Steve did was sent us a question 
to podcast at DIYMoney.org. That's podcast at DIYMoney.org. It does not mean that every person that has a bone to pick with us, I'm going to turn into a question. But in Steve's case, I thought it was important. So we really do appreciate that. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed. 